It's a- Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, according to a new study, Gen Z wants to s- wants less sex and more platonic relationships in their movies and TV. They've apparently grown tired of, quote, stereotypical heteronormative storytelling that valorizes romantic or sexual relationships. But that's our best stuff. I know. Who doesn't want to see a little side boob? I want to see the whole thing is what I want to see. How about this side boob? How about this side boob? Does that turn you on? Well, it shouldn't because it's my side boob. That was the side boob hour that yeah. uh, Peter Griffin came up with. Well, these these uh, these Gen Zs don't know what they're missing. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, the whole world has been driven on sexual uh, depictions of people. Let me tell you, Ute, something. Back in my day, when we had scrambled cable service, yeah, you flip between two channels, between like HBO and Skinamax, and if you saw an errant boob, it was the greatest day of your life. We tried to do that with the Playboy channel. Yeah. It was, uh, it was one of those things. That, and it was the old dial cable boxes that my friend had in his house. Like, they, it, we didn't have cable, but my f- my friends down the street did. And, you, and you'd have to turn that little knob back. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'd hit that, that last channel button 15,000 yeah. times before I saw something I wanted to see. Oh, man, you were lucky. You were lucky to get a glimpse of that. And it only lasted half a second. You yeah. had to pay attention. And you deposited that in the spank bank. I bet you still remember what that little square looked like, didn't you? Sure do. That little squick. Oh, squiggly, squiggly boob, line. squiggly boob, <laughs> floating between my non-paid cable channels. I see you there. <laughs> uh, Meg Ryan says she took an eight-year break from Hollywood to focus on other parts of her life. Oh, that's why. What, like putting all that stuff in your side of your lips? Did you see her lips? She's, like, she's got terrible. so much Botox in that that thing. It's, a, it's nice to think of it as a job and not a lifestyle, and it's a great way of navigating it for me. Mm. She was uh, she was uh, going to get married to John Cougar Mellencamp, and then that fell through. I forgot that she was with him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I'll then be he said something weird about her kid. That it was, it was one of those uncomfortable things that he said regarding her daughter, her teenage daughter. And then shortly after that, they broke up. Yeah. So well, that was a couple of years ago. I'd be less concerned with the, the kid and more concerned with how she's completely destroyed her face with Botox and fillers. She's definitely sleepless, uh, not only in Sa- Seattle, but everywhere every, she goes. Every major city in America. Because her eyes are stuck wide open with all that stuff that they pumped in there. Uh, make uh, Sources say Justin Timberlake is not at all happy about what has come out in the Britney Spears book. Well, perhaps, Justin, uh, paying for abortions uh, might be something that have come to bite you in the ass years later. You know what I mean? I know, but you know, you, you, you think you can try, you think you, you, you think you got to bond with somebody. Yeah. And, and here she is just, you know, spilling all the beans. He has uh, not reached out to Brittany at all about any of this, and he's not going to because there's nothing he can say to her. Brittany, on the other hand, is in a great place. Quote, doing this book has given Brittany life, and she really doesn't care who's offended by anything in it because that's what happened. 
It's been a financial windfall for her, too. Not only will she make bank off the book, but her music sales have jumped since it came out on Tuesday. Now, what about the lawsuits that she's certain to face? Well, that all, uh, she's just taking a chance. She's just throwing it out there. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Oh, the more lawsuits, the more popular you become. Isn't that how that works? Yeah, but the less money you get to keep. Uh, Eminem is really milking that mom's spaghetti line from Lose Yourself for all it's worth. First, he opened up a a pop-up restaurant. Then he turned it into a permanent restaurant in Detroit. Now he's selling mom's spaghetti in jars. The website is live now, and you can sign up for, quote, first access to the sauce and future mom's spaghetti updates. I never thought this guy would be selling food products. He just uh, the mean yeah. the mean kid from the streets who tur- you know really got the chance and turned his life around. Wouldn't it be crazy if you found out that he got the idea from Mike Albano? Yeah, maybe selling sauce on the side, which well, is an idea he ripped off from a, Buddy Cianci. A little see a little side hustle. Yeah, well you know, got to make bank somehow. Well, I mean, who you mean the idea of a politician selling sauce? Anybody who's not normally associated with sauce. Selling yeah. sauce. I was going to say, Frig- uh, Frigo's does it, and uh, the Alitos used to do it. Yeah, but they're, but they're f- y- y- Alitos was a restaurant. Right. Frigo's has nothing but delicious food. Mike Albano's Italian. I'm sure he's been to those establishments before. Why yep. wouldn't uh, the sauce taste any different? Because he's not the guy that made the sauce. You know, I always wonder when I... You ever see those jars when you go into some place and it's the same manufacturing company, but it's just the label of whatever place that is? Yeah. I know, like, Arnold's does it with the uh, the bone-sucking sauce. Right. I've seen that bone-sucking sauce in different places, but labeled something, you know, whoever the uh, person is that's selling it. Yeah. So there's got to be... A market out there for that stuff, right? I'm sure there is. I mean, there's people bone-sucking sauce and all over the place. See, that that should have been the Mike Albano, the Mike Albano bone-sucking sauce. I'm sure he considered it. Uh, Madonna (laughs) has been officially certified by Guinness World Records as the biggest-selling female recording artist of all time. Uh... She's been recertified because she's held the record since 2009 and no one comes even close. The top five is rounded out by Rihanna, Mariah Carey, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce. While uh, Guinness doesn't give exact sales figures, it notes that Madonna herself claims to have moved more than 400 million records, albums, singles, and digital downloads. So they they work on the honor system now? I guess. Uh, While she's the best-selling female artist, she's only the fourth on the list of all time behind the Beatles, Elvis Presley, and, of course, Michael Jackson. But you know what? Taylor Swift's well on her way to beating them all. Oh, yeah. Give her time. And uh, Kim Kardashian uh, got clapbacks. Uh, or no, she clapped back at mom shamers after she was complaining about parenting challenges. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was put to this much shame, much shame was when Ray J face-pasted his Fu Man goo on my sweater puppies in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> and uh, Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother Chris Kim, but I got that spaff flowing quicker than a greased weasel nugget. Uh, unrelenting arrivals from my disco stick hammering the chlamydia canal. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is by the time I was done, that girl's fur burger looked like a yawning hippo. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash. I'm not going to do it. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but the Boston Celtics are currently enjoying an undefeated season. Granted, they've only played one game so far with 81 games remaining on their regular season schedule, but I have chosen blinded optimism for wherever I go. And after one game, the Celtics are completely undefeated, putting them in a seven-way tie for the best record in the Eastern Conference. Again, it's early in the season, but this is how I'm choosing to roll. Last night, the Celtics beat the Knicks at Madison Square Garden 108-104. to Personally, I would have preferred a wider margin, but undefeated seasons are no simple task. However... Uh, you would have to be a cold-hearted bastard not to have appreciated the effort that went into beating the Knicks last night. Sure, Jason Tatum led the, the team uh, with 34 points. That's to be expected. But what you might not have predicted was the explosive effort of Chris Porzingis, who broke the team record for the most points scored in a Celtics debut. Porzingis cranked out 30 points, 8 rebounds, 4 block shots, even dropped nine straight points in the fourth quarter, which pretty much sucked the oxygen out of the entire building. There hasn't been a player who has scored that many points in a Celtics debut since Hall of Famer Dominique Wilkins scored 25 points 29 years ago. I think what I'm trying to tell you is this. The Celtics are a frighteningly good basketball team. Of course, tomorrow night they'll be at home against the Miami Heat, and I'm sure that uh, guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are still smarting from losing to the Heat in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but this is clearly a different team than they were last season. I mean, they're currently undefeated. Of course, Miami is undefeated too, but I'm far more impressed by the Celtics' undefeated record, because until I'm proven wrong, I find that blinded optimism to be rather comforting and oddly familiar. And that's where I prefer to stay, until something bad happens, although I cannot be sure that it will. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, few chainsaws can rival the performance and reliability of a steel chainsaw. That's why when you see professional loggers or arborists, they're all about the orange and white. They're steel all the way. Get a steel chainsaw for yourself at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Do big-name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock at 611 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 77. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. Uh, Obviously, everyone's wondering whether the Patriots are back, and uh, Scott will uh, probably have an answer for you. Also, uh, it's Thunderbird Thursday, your chance to win all kinds of stuff from the Springfield Thunderbirds. And uh, the keyword to cash. And I got a lot of interesting uh, stuff to tell you about uh, Maxie's musical podcast, but I'll I'll save that for later. You're going to save that one? Yeah, I'm going to save that one for later. Um, I'm following this whole, uh, well, I'm trying to follow it. The East Long Middle High School uh, vote to get that going. And I saw some positive things yesterday where it looks like they're, they might make this happen, that they're going to get a new high school. So soon? Right? 
Yeah, well, you know, it took a while to get the uh, the money allocated. People to agree to give up their money. Somebody on the East Longmiddle Forum said, hey, if we have to end up paying higher taxes, can we at least get bigger trash cans? You know what? Good point. You see the thimble that those uh, the, the poor people of East Longmiddle have to use now? I never understood that. I mean, I guess I, get, I understand as far as a cost thing concerns is they don't want you filling a thing bigger than that because it costs it costs more money every, the more trash that you have yeah. that you bring to the dump and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that is a tiny little, little. I, I got to you, Hamden, the next town over. I've got a big, spacious uh, garbage uh, receptacle. Yeah, I've I seen, was able to fit uh, almost six bags of garbage in there last week. I, I know, obviously, got a, quite a few friends that live in Westfield, and they have big cans. If you know what I'm saying. You know what? Yeah. I like a town That's that allows for big cans. Yeah, I we, like big cans. We need big cans out here in East Longmeadow. Is what we need. East Longmeadow. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I, you know, having not lived in town in a, in a couple of years now, I I have to tell you that I would not have made the transition from a from a, a set of big cans to a set of smaller cans. I you know prefer the bigger cans. <laughs> this lady says uh, I live in East Longmeadow, but own a business in West Springfield. I can't express how absolutely ecstatic I was to have a large trash and recycling bin in West Springfield. It's the little things in life that count. It's the little things, but you know, if you have the option of uh, using the smaller cans or using a bigger can somewhere else, you can take your garbage across, uh, you know, across the river and over to the bigger cans every uh, single time. You know, I, uh, people are spoiled. You get trash. Does your town pick up the trash, or do you have to hire somebody to come pick up the trash? I hired a, uh, a company. Because otherwise, you would have to take the trash to the town fill every week, right? Yeah, Which I and, do. I'm, and I'm not doing that. I do that. You uh, do they have like private companies in Huntington to uh, to do that, or is that like yeah, you know but, too far out of out of society? Well, I mean, I guess I could get a dumpster or something. Yeah, because it really, if you think about the cost of the dumpster and how much you're paying for a trash sticker every every year and all the and the bags that you have to pay for, right? It would probably be cheaper to get a dumpster, but I don't know where to put it without it being, uh, like, I don't want animals and stuff like that around. And, yeah, that's, going but that's, through. listen, they can go right through your trash and your receptacles now. So, you know, whether it's a dumpster or, or a trash bucket, you know, if a raccoon wants to get in there, he's going to get in there. They're crafty. Yeah, but I'm saying you got to lock it. You got to, like, uh, tie it all up. Uh, yeah, but, It yeah. seems like a big pain in the butt. Yeah, my like. my sister used to have a dumpster service. Yeah, and uh, yeah, at first I'm sure they were thinking, well, is it a nice sort of have a dumpster? If you've got a dumpster in your driveway, you are the envy of everyone in your neighborhood because you've got a dumpster. Yeah, dumpster dumpster activities are a wonder. They really are totally transformative. I was conceived behind one. I believe it. I believe it. Only good things happen in or around a dumpster. Yes, and you know what? Uh, you haven't lived unless you've done some shady things behind a dumpster before. Doesn't even have to be shady, Steve, even if you're just using the dumpster for its own purpose, which is to dump. Um, I'm just reading all these uh, these posts on the East Longmeadow Forum. One of the biggest reasons people move into town like East Longmeadow is the school system. Really? I wouldn't be moving here looking at that school. I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I think uh, we, ooh, let's go to the college campus down the street in Longmeadow. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, Birchland's a nice, uh, yeah, that's a nice building. 
Yeah. There's education going on there. That's how new is that? That must be eh, an old building, too. No, nah, Burton's not that old. I mean, it's probably, I don't know, 30 years, uh, 25 years. I don't know. It's It looks more modern than the high school, which I would believe was built in the 1700s. Oh, is that what? Yeah. I've always known that uh, when I lived in East Lawn Meadow, that one day this was going to happen. That there was going to be a serious discussion about rebuilding the high school. And this happened long after all of your children went through the school system. Actually, I knew this well before they were going into the uh, yeah. into the system. And I knew that at some point, <laughs> what with my property taxes going up 100 to 150 dollars every single year, that it was going to hurt to build a new high school. That I was going to feel that one for a good long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you're in East Long Meadow, I hate to tell you, but you know, good schools are a quality of life issue, what? and that's going to cost a little bit of uh, a little bit of money. What, who do you th- is, is it the older people that vote no against things like this? I think if it's I think it's the older people that haven't had kids in the system in years, or yeah. people who live in town that have no kids, right, and feel like, well, why should I pay? For a school that I'm never going to use. Okay, well, why do you pay taxes to begin with? You're paying, it's the whole idea is you're paying taxes so the kid across the street from you can go to school and try to better society that's, years down the road. That's not why you pay. You pay because if you were to sell your home, okay, mm-hmm. you can get more value out of your home in a town with a great school system yeah. and new facilities than you would in a town where the f- schools are falling apart. So really, it's all about greed. Ultimately, it it's a it. quality of life issue. If you were to sell your home, you would have to move into another house in East Longmeadow. Yeah. You want to get top value for for your home. And, and, and again, good school systems like good infrastructure and, uh, and, and other things, they all add up to, to they all add up to that. So for uh, anyone who's complaining and I don't want to spend the money for a new high school that, uh, you know, I don't have any kids or, you know, my kids are out of the system. Listen, uh, you just do it. Just suck it up. Well, here's a here, sheep bastard and, here, and, and, and enjoy it. Here's kind of a like an opposing view to that. East Long Middle High School. Pat Henry said it best. The school building committee has been, to put it kindly, disingenuous with us. They claim there are only two feasible options. Build new or upgrade to code. As one speaker at last night's public meeting pointed out, no amount of repairs trigger a need to upgrade the whole school to code, so they never seriously looked at option three. Just fix it up. The school is a wreck and the structure is sound. The superintendent uh, Smith reported that they have made routine capital repairs and upgrades during his tenure. As another speaker pointed out, the five-year capital plan requests for the high school uh, are close to $25 million, not $175 million. But the school committee and superintendent want a shiny new school. We'd all like that. But the cost, raising our taxes by 70 to 20% for 30 years is just unreasonable. The cost, driven by the legislature's failing to adequately fund the MSBA by the increased regulations and requirements, and we need to use Boston wage rates for the construction. You know, at one point, uh, the federal government, and I believe the state, was handing out money yeah. to rebuild schools. Yeah. I think that's how they refurbished the schools in Springfield. I think that's how uh, you know you got to, you got money for uh, you know Law Meadow High School or you know even even Minichog found a way to do it. You know, thank goodness for the 
Thank goodness for the tornado that ripped the roof off the old building. That certainly uh, pushed things through. Yeah, but they couldn't find a good computer chip to run the lighting system over there. Well, be that as it may, what I'm saying is East Lawmeadow dropped the ball. Should have applied for that money when they had the chance and chose not to because a few people, like you're saying, oh, you just, you just fix it up, a few coats of paint, maybe uh, some spackle. We'll have this thing working up in no time. Here's what usually happens. Nobody really pays attention to what's going on in their town government until an issue like this arises. Until you got to pay for it. Yeah, and then everybody, well, whether either you got to pay for it or then you realize maybe you do want to pay for it because you want to better your child's education and want the, want the brand new school. So uh, everybody goes, hey, what happened? How did this happen? Well, you weren't paying attention. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the problem, and most people don't pay attention. Well, Ultimately, the outrage is born out of property values and yeah. taxation. If those two things get uh, compromised in either way, that's when citizens become outraged. Anything shy of that, they don't care what happens. But you tell them you got to pay or you're going to lose value in your home, yeah. then that's when everybody gets a little uh, squirrely. Like in my town, they uh, a couple of years ago, they, I don't even, I don't, and I don't even understand this. And this is a perfect example of why, why. I really have no interest in going to these town meetings because I don't concern myself with some of the things. And maybe I should because they had this electricity delivery thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're, we're not going to have Eversource deliver your electricity. We're going to have company XYZ deliver your electricity. Oh, they're good. I don't understand how that works. How does that power grid system work? Isn't it all come from one place? Like whoever's uh, whoever, wherever the... Is that is there one plug that it's plugged into Eversource that's delivering that stuff? And then what do they do? Unplug it and then put it into another company? I, don't I, I think everything's that. set in a timer. Yeah. And then uh, so they voted on this thing. And, of course, nobody was at this meeting. So that's how you get things through. Mm-hmm. And then people start complaining about, we don't want this. Well, then why didn't you show up to the meeting? It's, it's, it's that kind of thing. And that's what's happening here. Understood. Now that people are getting... People are showing up to the meetings now. Yeah, because yeah, because there's there are things at risk. Yeah. Next thing you know, Greg Neffinger is going to want to build a mosque in that location. Oh, let's not get crazy here. Yeah. Well, he's an architect. It's uh, six twenty-three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Six twenty-five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's going to be sunny and warm today with a high of seventy-six. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of seventy-seven. It is fifty-three right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, before you get into the joke, let me uh, just take a moment to tell you about what's going on in Baxi's musical podcast uh, this week. Uh, my uh, guest this week has been uh, drummer Simon Phillips, absolutely legendary, immaculate, impeccable drummer. Great interview today. Uh, a brand new interview, a bonus episode with Danny Martin from the band Wicked. This is a band that's going to be at the uh, Salem Waterfront Hotel on Saturday. they got a brand new record that's coming out next week called Sunburn. Uh, they're actually a really cool band, kind of like a like an old hair metal throwback, but the power pop songs they do are actually really, really quite good. Next week is my 200th episode of Baxi's Musical uh, Podcast. 200 episodes. Wow, 200. My, my guest is uh, one of my all-time favorite songwriters, Thomas Walsh, formerly of the band Pugwash. This is a guy from Ireland who uh, has a new record coming out tomorrow called The Rest of History. I've got a copy of it already. It's fantastic. He's got uh, guys like Chris Penn and Joe Elliott from Def Leppard and Dave Gregory from XTC all helping him uh, with this record. He is one of maybe one of the best songwriters in the world and uh, criminally underrated. 
And uh, you'll hear that starting on Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. 200 episodes. 200 episodes. Look at you, you little busybody. Let me tell you something. Uh, hard work is paying off. Yeah. I got like 12 episodes of that Nagel Mind Your Business thing. Well, you got to do some catching up, we're, don't we're, you? We're working on it. We're working on it. We're working. <laughs> we're working hard. Yeah. Well, there you go. You want to laugh? I do. All right. It's Bex and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. I know uh, I got the Halloween costume for Saturday. Yes. But I, was, I really want, I don't know if I really want to do that. I was thinking about dressing up as a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid? I decided against that because uh, that would be really hard to pull off. You get it? You get it? You get it? You Band-Aid? Yeah, no, I get that. Oh, man. I gotta come up with better ones here. Bax and Nagel in the morning. Just about 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The man identified as a person of interest in a mass killing in Maine is a firearms instructor trained by the military and was recently committed to a mental health facility, according to a state police bulletin. The police intelligence bulletin reviewed by the Associated Press was being circulated to law enforcement officials Wednesday night. The bulletin says the man, Robert Card, had been a trained fire had been trained as a firearms instructor at a U.S. Army Reserve training facility in Maine. The document says Card has had been committed to a mental health facility for two weeks in the summer of 2023. It did not provide specific details about his treatment or condition. The document also said Card had been had reported hearing voices and had threatened to carry out a shooting at the military training base in Saco, Maine. Is it? I don't know. If that's Saco. It, Saco. The uh, telephone number listed for Card and public records was not in service. At least 16 people were killed and dozens more were injured in Wednesday night shooting at a bowling alley and bar in Lewiston. The suspect remained at large as authorities ordered residents and business owners to stay inside and off the streets. Anyone with uh, information on Card's whereabouts should call their local police department. That's pretty scary. Yes, it is. Hanging around there. Uh, Multiple people in Southampton were sent to the hospital after they were exposed to carbon monoxide on Wednesday. According to the Southampton Fire Department, crews were called to the Red Rock Plaza for multiple people exposed to epoxy fumes. When firefighters arrived, they found out that it was carbon monoxide exposure from a propane (laughs) heater. Multiple ambulances from surrounding towns were called due to the number of people with symptoms. No injuries were reported, but several people were taken to Bay State for evaluation due to their exposure to the carbon monoxide and having symptoms of CO poisoning. Three of the patients were reported to have more severe symptoms. This serves as a reminder to check your smoke and carbon monoxide alarms. Replace carbon monoxide alarms after five to seven years, depending on the specific model. Working CO alarms are the only way to detect the Mm. invisible killer that we cannot see, smell, or taste. Check and test your CO alarms at the same time that you test and check your smoke alarm. You know, those are all good uh, good suggestions, and uh, yeah, it's hard to argue with that kind of logic. But I think, uh, if you're like me, when the battery runs out and it's beeping incessantly, and yeah. the only way to, to stop it is to take it to take the battery out, Yeah, I'm often slow to put a new battery in. Mine are... Um battery powered but they're also electrically connected the oh, battery yeah. is Those just a good backup in case uh in case it you know in case the thing doesn't fail like if the power goes out you still have a working co and smoke detector yeah but you know when that thing starts chirping like that and you have to 
you have to you know like uh, you know, look all around the house about which yeah. alarm is doing that. I hate that feeling. You see how expensive those things are? No kidding. Like eighty bucks a piece. I know. Just for one. Just for one of those things. It'll had, run you. I had to put uh when I moved out of my old house, I had to replace you know, that's one of the fire code things that they make you do. They come over the house and they make you replace all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh trying to say to the firefighter, I'm like, safety really worth three hundred and twenty dollars? Well, Steve, uh, you can't put a price on safety. And if you're worried about uh, spending all that money, you should know that uh, furnaces, heaters, and stovetops are uh, firing up. It's the reason why October is Fire Safety Month. If you were to go to Rockies, you can get smoke alarms, carbon monoxide alarms, and fire extinguishers. Buy two, get one free. And can you mix and match? Why, in fact, you can. Uh, Protect yourself uh, this month with Rockies Ace Hardware. Oh, look at you being a shill. I'm not shilling nothing. I'm just giving you some good quality advice. You're shilling. I'm not shilling Jack. I'm telling you that if you want to worry about the cost of uh, of uh, pricey carbon monoxide detectors, you can buy two, get one free. You're, you're saving yourself some good money at Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're one of the biggest bull shillers I've ever met. I don't know what you're talking about. You're uh, full of shill. Well, if you want to believe that, Steve, but uh, I may have saved lives just by telling you where you can buy uh, carbon monoxide alarms and fire extinguishers. Buy two, get one free at Rocky's Ace Hardware. You are such a shillhead. I don't think you know shill from Shinola. I think that's your problem. Oh, I like that. You see, like that, yeah, huh? Comes yeah, full see? circle. Yeah. All right. Ladybugs. Did you see the ladybugs yesterday? I did not. You know what I'm seeing? A lot of stink bugs. I don't like the stink bugs. Uh, I, I'm lucky I don't have those, but the uh, the ladybugs were everywhere yesterday. I was out in the yard trying to do some leaf pickup, yeah. and uh, they were just like, it looked like on the side of the house, like they were they were just- uh, Trying ready, to get in. Trying to get in and trying to you know take over and become squatters in the house. That's the worst part. Ladybugs are most active in the spring and summer. However, swarms of them can be found in the fall, looking to gain access to homes for warmth during hibernation. Homeowners may start seeing more ladybugs, stink bugs, cluster flies, and spiders making an appearance inside homes in the next coming weeks uh, if they haven't already. If the, in the fall, they're looking for a warm place to stay during the cold winter months and will find any little hole you have in your house. <laughs> they also look for holes near windows and doors. So do I. Right. The uh, best way to prevent them from coming into your house is by making sure that all those little holes are plugged up. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Anyhow, in East Hampton, they're getting swarmed with person bugs. Right, because otherwise that would be seen as a lady, microaggression. Can't call them ladybugs up there at all. <laughs> Retail beef prices in the U.S. are at record highs, and a butcher shop in Chicopee is experiencing the impact. Retail beef prices are currently hovering around record levels of about $8 a pound. That's according to the USDA. That's largely thanks to a shrinking cattle supply as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. The cows are shrinking or the number of cows are shrinking? Well, the cow's shrinking. It's got uh, osteoporosis in its older age. Really? The, the cows are older that they're killing now. You kind of get old beef when you when you get that. I like I like the fresher beef from well, big-sized cows. Yeah, well, this is happening. That's largely the shrinking cattle supply as well as higher input costs. Uh, these prices are likely to stay as we get closer to the holidays. The owner of Arnold's Meats and Chickabee, Larry Katz, 
said, told 22 News that starting next week, ribeyes will also see a jump in price. I mean, if you're going to buy a ribeye, I would buy it this week, not next week. It could save you about a buck and a half a pound. That's a good marketing guy right there. You yeah, come but in if, and if, buy all the ribeyes today because yeah. they're going to be a higher price tomorrow. He's, he's right. Sure, but if I tell you about smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors at Rockies, all of a sudden I'm a shill. You're not a business owner. He is. He knows what's going on. Oh, he's I know he knows what's know. going on. He knows that, uh, listen, by next week, this next load of meat that I had to buy is, you know, 20% more than what it was the last time I bought it. Listen, uh, Larry knows what he's talking about, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, I I, uh, I got to tell you, uh, I am stunned by what meat costs. Yeah. Like right now. Like chicken seems to be incredibly overpriced. Like... You can't buy a package of chicken, like a one-pound package of chicken. Yeah. For like less than 11, 12 bucks. It's it's outrageous. Chickens. That should be cheap meat. How much for juicy fruit? 59 cents. That's outrageous. You're right about that. It is uh it is very costly to uh eat comfortably nowadays. I I've been doing a lot of chicken. I mm-hmm. buy like a bulk chicken. I either buy it from Arnold's or I get it from Costco and I buy, you know, those like, big bags. Well, it's whatever's uh when you buy a big bag like that, you got to know what you're going to want for a while. Right. Like chicken thighs. I like chicken thighs, but I don't think I want chicken thighs all the time. I like a little uh, breast meat here and there. Chicken thighs actually taste better. They do, but don't but don't you know what I mean? Sure. You want a little variety in there of course. every once in a while. Dark meat versus white meat, that kind of thing. But chicken thighs are substantially cheaper than chicken breast. They are. It depends on where you go. I suppose. Some, sometimes the grocery store, like I notice in Stop and Shop, they'll have great sales on something, mm-hmm. but then the price of something else will be skyrocketed. Yes, like something that goes well with whatever you want to buy. Like a package of chicken breast, which would normally be about 8 or $9, like a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, milk is on sale this week, but the chicken is $18. So if you want to buy the two different things... Two, two yeah, the same it, things. It, it, it's all a wash. Is it a wash? I don't know if it's a wash. I'm just saying that. Do you even know what you're talking about? No, I don't. It sounds fun to say though. Like you do. Like you, you kind of knew. You were a little confident in that. That you knew what you were talking about. It's a wash. You don't even know what you're talking about. Well, when I say it's a wash, what it really is is a dodge because I don't really want to really want to tell you what's going on with the economy because I really don't know. I don't know either. I just, watch, I just know that the price goes up every week. See, what I'm afraid of is that some people listening to the show are going to start thinking, you know what? I don't think he really knows what the hell he's talking about. He might be an ignoramus. Uh, an ignoramus? Yes. Emphasis on Amos. No, 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 no. You, you're thinking of the guy that starred uh, with Bill Murray in Stripes. No, no, that's Harold Ramis. Are you sure? You're thinking of that planet that people uh, giggle every time they say uh, you should go check that out on a telescope. No, 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 Steve. That's Uranus. You're thinking about the guy that makes the cookies. That's famous anus. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. I'm mixing the two different things up together. Although there are some chocolate chips there. Oh, yeah, Yeah, they are. They are. They're They're both Roger Teeth. Bet you bite a chip, right? Or is that Chips Ahoy? That's the other one, right? Whatever. We're getting there. A uh, 23-year-old flight student in Florida was arrested on Monday after vandalizing 10 planes. According to reports, he became angry when instructors wouldn't let him fly by himself, so he went on a rampage. 
The man was caught on video from plane to plane causing damage, major stuff like damaging the throttles. The planes have since been grounded until mechanics can assess and fix everything that he messed up. The student is from India, and the FBI is looking into it, uh, but that's just because it involves aircraft. There's no evidence the vandalism was meant as an act of terror. It really seems like he was just pouting. The guy paid $50,000 to the school, and he allegedly told investigators he was trying to get revenge by causing more than $50,000 in damage, and it sounds like he succeeded. The damaged throttles alone could cost the flight school $120,000. Wow. Oh, for because uh, you wouldn't couldn't fly alone. That's like a kid when your dad wouldn't let you drive the car. Yeah, it's like it, it, this is a temper tantrum. I never vandalized the car though when my dad told me I couldn't drive it. No, I couldn't. I, I would never do that. Either. I would just pout. Mm, I'm not taking that car out. <laughs> you know the guy, the guy, yeah. the guy who would drink and drive all the time. Thought it was too dangerous for his uh, his newly licensed child to drive sober throughout the neighborhood. I, I don't know how that worked out. Well, how many times have you been pulled over compared to your dad? <sighs> Only, yeah, that's the way. <laughs> Apparently the guy was right. He was right at all. I, I should have paid attention to how he did that. <laughs> I mean, he's like the unicorn. He would give like a lesson in drunk driving. Like, this is how you do it. You got to stay slow. You can't go too fast and you can't go too slow. You gotta go just at the speed limit or a couple of miles over. <laughs> and then when you want to see, you put one uh, hand over <laughs> your eye. <laughs> so suddenly, so everything three can... cops become one. Yeah, like uh, usually when you're driving with him, he's looking at that like three D poster. You know, the lines are crossing <laughs> each other and something's coming at him. But you put your hand over your eye, you see everything straight. Your dad was a magician. He was uh, David. Uh, not David. Like the David Copperfield of yeah. drunk driving. Yeah. David, the da- yes, the David Copperfield of OUI. <laughs> now you see it. Now you don't. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and T-Rex with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, sunny. Well, wait a second. It said sunny earlier, and now uh, the cloud popped up with dots of water coming out of it. Come on. Yeah, that's the new weather emoji. Yeah, uh, the weather emoji changed like that. It was supposed to be sunny. Well, now it's going to be high as 76 tomorrow. There's some st- there's some sun there with a few puffs of smoke in front of it. With a high of 77, it's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. So the Mayflower Marathon is 25 days away from today, right? Yeah. Uh, but the Mayflower Marathon comedy night is seven days away from today. It's uh, next Thursday, uh, November 2nd, at uh, MGM Springfield at the Armory, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Aqua Pump. It is going to be a night of big, fat, stinky laughs with Marty Caproni, uh, Brian Plum, Katie Arroyo, and, of course, us, uh, Bax and Nagel, who will be serving as your hosts. All the ticket profits will be donated to the Mayflower Marathon, which then goes directly to the Open Pantry. Tickets are on sale now at rock102.com, and as of yesterday, there were less than 75 seats remaining so Damn. i know so you gotta get uh, you gotta get on the stick and buy them before they sell out because it will it's the mayflower marathon comedy night next thursday november 2nd go to rock102.com for all the details and to buy your tickets again thanks to dave minor and uh, aqua pump and rock 102 springfield's classic rock there's a reason to celebrate around here this morning there is yeah that computer that uh, i've had in my office over here 
For how many years? For, let's see, 2015. So 2015, eight years <laughs> of having the same desktop computer in my uh-huh. office has now been replaced. Yeah! Wow. You, uh, I know you realize this. Yeah. Does the company realize that computers are not really meant to last eight years? I'm sure they realize that, uh, but you know how it is. The I cost mean, yes. of everything is going up. I totally understand, but but shouldn't a computer have been replaced, say, ooh, I don't know, uh, three or four years ago? Yes, when it started uh, acting up. Mm. And that, like, it was funny because, like, I'm, you know how you get so used to something being so effed up? Oh, believe you me. I like if I if that thing was off completely, I would uh, I would all right. You know what? I gotta fire that up. I'll be back in forty five minutes when it fires up. Yeah, because that's how long it took. Here's a little. Uh, if I may, uh, yeah. peel the curtain back to what uh, goes on here in the morning before the show begins. Yeah. I come down here uh, usually around uh, five. Yeah. in the morning. And I fire up your computer to record the show for the mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. Usually, it's not ready to record anything until about 25 past. Yeah. So from between yeah. 5 o'clock and the next 25 minutes, it's just booting up. Well, listen, well, next time you do that, yeah, it's going to fire up. You're not even going to be able to walk away from it before it fires up. That's how fast this thing is. I don't know how I'm going to be able to... How I'm going to be able to figure that out? How that because you know my day is very regimented. If I well, you're going to have a lot of free time. I, I, I guess I am. <laughs> you're going to have a little. Uh, oh wait a minute! Usually uh, between five and five twenty-five, I'm waiting for this thing to fire up. Now you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. This yeah. thing already fired up by five oh one. Between the uh, the waiting and the profanity that's involved every single morning, I don't even know what the, uh, how I'm going to handle all that. Maybe it was all that dirty porn that was on there that was slowing it down. Oh, now, now yeah, that I think about that it, might have been it too. Yeah. All those weird things. Yeah, all those uh, files you downloaded but were told not to. Well, uh, I'm into a certain type of thing. You know, I have a buddy. Uh, <laughs> I got a buddy. That's what I was doing. I was saving stuff for my buddy. <laughs> well, we, gotta, we got folders <laughs> for three months, four months, five months, six months, seven months, all the way up to the end. All the way to delivery. All the way to delivery. <laughs> That's the big one. Yeah, but then after that, you, you've got to go back. Yeah. you got to find somebody else. I think it was, uh, it was Marty's birthday last weekend, and uh, I wished him a happy birthday on his Facebook page. Right. And I said, I got a buddy. <laughs> Who thinks birthdays are the worst day? Because <laughs> then it's over. Until we find another one. If only some of you knew what we were talking well, listen, about. But you, you should be able to figure it out by going back listen, to Everybody suffers through tragedy. We're just taking the good parts that came out of it. There aren't many to choose That's from. That's right, yeah. It's 6.56 at Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock, rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, a mix of... 
kind of everything. Rain, sun, and clouds. High of 76 today. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 77. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, it is a Thunderbird Thursday. You'll get a chance to uh, win a great prize package uh, of Thunderbird stuff, including uh, tickets to Saturday's game against uh, Providence. And also, Scott Zolak will be joining us next hour, along with the keyword to cash. Lots coming up this, uh, this morning. I'm uh, reading this uh, story about Rob Gronkowski. He yep. says there's too much Taylor Swift in the NFL broadcasts. Who the hell does he think he is? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the I, NFL- I don't think you've. Uh, I, I don't think they've seized on it quite enough. I, I like how they call it NFL Taylor's version. <laughs> Like she does when she re-records all those uh, those albums. Was it uh, was it you who was showing me yesterday um, the statistical leap that Travis Kelsey has had while, since she has been showing up to games? While she's at those games, right? How much greater he has improved himself. You know what? I'm telling you, we should. I we should. I, that's why I su- suggested last week we should see if she wants to dump him and start dating Mac Jones. That would bring a that would bring a lot of happy. Patriots fans. You know why Gronk is all bent out of shape? Why? They're both tight ends. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I'm true. sure yeah. Gronk doesn't want anybody just emerging as, like, uh, you know, the next great well, tight end in the NFL. That's what it is. It's jealousy. It's, it's, it's about the ego boost. You know, him, uh, Gronk was always picking up the chicks left and right here and there. Now, here's Travis Kelsey with, like, the ultimate girlfriend, and uh, Gronk's missing out on yeah. that. Who was Gronk dating when he was uh, when he was an active player for the Patriots? Nobody knows. Porn stars, yeah. strippers, yeah. Uh, chicks, you know. chicks that were taking pictures of him sleeping while he was sleeping next to them. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and who's Travis Kelsey with? Taylor, Taylor freaking Swift. Swift. Yeah, that's right, dude. He is outclassed you already. As the NFL has become NFL's Taylor's version in the past month, Swift continues to make appearances at Kansas City Chiefs games to cheer on her rumored boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. As Swift continues to take the NFL world by storm, Kay Adams discussed her strong presence at sports games with former New England Patriots at tight end Rob Gronkowski on Wednesday on her daily morning show, uh, FanDuel TV's Up and Adams. While Adams said that she loves seeing Swift throughout the NFL game broadcast, Gronk uh, disagreed. Bye-bye. It's just a little bit too much. We want more football. Uh, despite Gronk's thoughts, Swift has seemingly become a good luck charm for Kelsey as recent statistics aired by CBS Sports on Sunday mm-hmm. at the Chiefs versus Chargers game show Kansas City tight end plays significantly better when his new love interest is in attendance. Ooh. Yeah, well, I got this for you. According to the uh, network, Kelsey averages 99 receiving yards at games attended by the Grammy winner who has also uh, who has so far been spotted at four Chiefs matches. When she's not there, his average dips to 46.5 yards. That's a pretty big difference. Yeah, you get uh, no one to show off to. Swift also recently got praise from Kelsey's father, Ed Kelsey, who raved that she's a very, very sweet, very charming, very down-to-earth young woman. She gets to uh, she gets up to go get a drink, and she starts picking up somebody's, somebody else's empty bottles, cans, and plates that are scattered around. That's the kind of thing I like to hear. Yeah, that she's not just uh, some uh, rich diva. No, she's she's, a, uh, she's she's picking things up. She's taking care of business. She's a very nice girl yeah. who just happens to be worth seven hundred and forty million dollars. I don't think she got the diva memo. Well, yeah, I think she, I think this is a good thing for the NFL. She's bringing everybody together. Listen, 
With $740 million, that's more than twice what Giselle Bündchen was worth yeah. at, uh, at her height of her career. And everybody thought, you know, that uh, you know that Tom Brady would be like, uh, you know, not the one uh, bringing the bacon home, if you know what I'm talking about. But in this relationship, Travis Kelsey has hit the jackpot. That's that's better than hitting the Powerball. Yes, dating Taylor Swift for this long, and then dating a woman who likes Arrowhead. Oh yeah, she stadium likes that. a yeah, lot. She loves that. She place. loves yeah. Arrowhead Stadium. There's something I can't say. There's a lot yeah, that, yeah, that the two of us can't say. I know. It's all about tight ends and different ways to say the word chiefs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I got a, I got a whole list of stuff. Oh, I know you do. That, I I think... that, that cannot leave my mouth and go over these airwaves. I can hear the rusty gears turning. But I get you. If you wanted to show up to a comedy uh, show for 20 bucks and dinner and a show, you could probably do that and hear what I had to say. I'm not doing that tonight. You're not doing that tonight? No, but there's somebody else. I'm sure there's other people. Doing oh, I'm it. sure. Uh, but yeah, this is actually a good thing for the NFL. Of all the negative press they've gotten in the last, you know, eighty years you know, that they've been around, or no, uh, sixty years they've been around. Think, think about this. Um, you know, for all the people that are tired and bored about hearing about Taylor Swift mm-hmm. at these football games, think about from the NFL perspective. Okay, anytime that she's there and they're showing pictures of her. The NFL couldn't be happier. Yeah. That means ratings. Ratings like they've never had before. Everyone's talking about Taylor Swift. They're not talking about things like performance-enhancing drugs, concussion injuries. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're not talking about whether or not they should you know, change the turf because people are blowing their uh, the ACLs out. That's, that's another discussion that no one's really listening to. No. But is Taylor Swift going to show up at Arrowhead? That's what people want to hear. And you know what? It's transforming the way we watch football. And I got no problem with that whatsoever. Listen, I got a I got a 12-year-old that all of a sudden has become interested in the NFL. Why it, is that? It's only because Taylor Swift is on TV at the games. That's right. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. So when the NFL hears the complaints about, oh, you're showing too much of this, the NFL is saying, I'm not listening to your complaints. Actually, my This tw- woman is gold. My 12-year-old could have a better conversation with Scott Zolak every week. Than you would. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's paying attention to, the, to, to that stuff. She knows that that little yellow line isn't there in person when you go to the stadium. I always thought it was. <laughs> that little that little yellow line yeah. across the field there. Oh, listen, uh, I'm sure your daughter is uh, you know, citing statistics. Yeah, you know, how many uh, how many yards, how many uh, you know, well, how many I just, tackles. I, I just asked her last week. I'm like, did anybody score a, a home run yet? <laughs> dad. You know nothing about the NFL, do you, dad? Come on, dad. Travis Kelsey has 525 receiving yards yeah, this right. season. Yeah, she's giving me all kinds of stats. She actually she writes all that sports stuff when I talk about with Cohen on Monday morning. <laughs> That's her column in the Boston That's, Herald. It's yeah. coming from a twelve year old girl. Yeah. yeah, who's the winners and losers this week? I'm telling you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah having seen the film on uh, on Saturday and seeing the mania that uh, that youngsters are having over her and their parents, because uh, you know the parents were sitting there too, and uh, you know we weren't the only adult couple that uh, that went that, that that place was jammed and we, people were like totally into it we should take we, we should come up with like scenarios what do you think's going to happen what do you think the outcome of this is going to be you think they're going to break up or do you think they're going to uh, you know f- she's finally going to settle down and uh listen she has dated 
a long string of uh, emotionally distant losers, okay? Travis Kelsey's probably the most legitimate guy she's seen in years, mm-hmm. okay? If they break up, she's winning a Grammy. Oh, yeah, with the new song that she's going to come she out is with. Go- she is going to lay down some tracks, and she's just going to be you know, pushing units all over the place. Yeah. And by that, I mean records. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I'm... I'm hoping that this is the one, but if it's not, then I expect to hear new records in 2024. So, all right, but what do you, what, just give me like an outcome. Do you think she's going to break up with them or do you think they're going to be together? Is it a true love story? I, I think, uh, that they will eventually decide to see other people. Break up. Okay. Bax predicts breakup. I'm predicting a breakup and a song to go along with that. Right. I want to say a whole album. And an album. A oh. whole album of football breakup songs. Oh. Tight end. Sung. Taylor's version. Yeah. Sung to the songs of uh, of NFL films. Yeah. I think she could do it. I think so. Yeah. She'd find a way. Hell yes. I see that. But I also see uh, the difficulty. And who do you date next after Taylor Swift? Yeah, I like, I mean, who, yeah. What do you, you want? Do? do you want to be the woman yeah, you that dates Travis Kelsey after yeah. he just been dumped, no, or that, did the dumping that, of Taylor Swift? That would be a total rebound. Total rebound. Oh, uh, you'd always be asking questions. You'd always have self doubt in your head. Is this really about me, or is this really about getting back at Taylor Swift? I I don't know how you answered that question. I think uh, you want my prediction. Yeah, they're gonna break up. I'm writing these down so in case to see if we're right later on. <clears throat> if they break up, she's gonna date another NFL player, and it's gonna be from a rival team, and it's gonna be one of these back and forths, and uh, who's got the biggest upset, and she's mm. gonna be at the Super Bowl with both the ex-boyfriend and the new boyfriend, whatever team he may play for. And it's going to be one of these dramatic play-out things, and they're going to be switching the camera every five seconds in the Super Bowl to her. So it won't be a divisional rival. No, if in the Super Bowl, it's got to be someone in the uh, in the NFC. Yeah, so some yeah, she's gonna she's gonna switch divisions. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, that's uh, that's tough. I'm gonna say. Let's say, uh, okay, all right, okay. Uh, she dates Brock Purdy, quarterback for the 49ers. Nobody's ever heard of Brock Purdy before. Brock Purdy is a starting quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah, Had himself but, but, a halfway but, but, decent but, year. But he's not a household name. He will be when she starts dating him. Oh, he's a household name. My yeah. goodness, are you kidding me? A draft out of Iowa State? Yeah, oh, he, he, brings it, uh, he brings it hard. Brock Purdy would be a good uh, option. Absolutely. Especially think, if they go to the Super Bowl. And I think uh, I think that would be like a dramatic soap opera played out on live TV. You think Travis is going to prove to his love Taylor that he can win this thing? Or is he going to let her new boyfriend trample all over him? We'll find out in the Sunday Smackdown of the Super Bowl. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be a humdinger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, those Grammy Awards are gonna be stacking up. It's 722 on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 728 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh gonna be a mix of sun and clouds today. Could see a spotty shower or two. High of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. 
looking at uh, 54 right now in downtown Springfield. On Saturday, Steve is going to be at the Halloween celebration of the Rumble Seat in uh, Chicopee. Spooky. Uh, oh, spooky. Stock the night away from uh, 9 to 11 as the Rumble Seat hosts a costume contest with prizes for sexiest, best couple or group, funniest, most original, scariest. A $250 cash prize is on the line for the best overall costume. Now, uh, Steve, I'm just going to warn you. Yeah. Okay. Some people get very serious about these costume contests. Yeah, I And know. because you're the one who is the host, if certain people don't win, they tend to blame the host, even though you have no voting control over, you know, who wins. Right. You understand, right? Yeah, I do. Like, you, you are the... F- you are the first line of defense when it comes to someone who's not satisfied with the outcome. I just want to you know, let you know in case you weren't aware of that. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the guy who says uh, uh, tough crap. That's what I say. Yeah. Well, you like to let people down uh, yeah. bluntly. Yeah, you're, you, you let them down hard. Like, and when, I understand when, like when caller nine calls through here, we're looking for caller 10. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you're number nine. Ooh, that's, that's going to hurt, you big loser. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Halloween celebration, Saturday at the Rumble Seat, Springfield Street in Chicopee. Going to be a damn fine time with uh, Steve and Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know what? Having done it for, oh my gosh, so many years before it was taken away from me. Uh, it, it is always a good time. See, I did it for many years until somebody took it away from me. Well, don't look at me. It wasn't my fault. So I'm just... Uh, well, I was, was asked, and I said yes. You were asked because one year I couldn't do it. Snooze, you lose, sudden, Steve. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're, you're, you know, you're the guy. Same with Festa. You were doing that. I was doing that before you did that. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense to have a guy who would... Uh, a long German lineage be involved in a Portuguese There's some festival. Irish in there. It's not an Irish event. It's, uh, it is meant for my people. Wouldn't you rather have an outsider looking in? Kind of. No. Uh, listen, I, I, uh, I know I'm not uh, of the Portuguese lineage, but uh, you people are kind of crazy over here. Steve, I've got a very strong uh, Azorian bloodline in my, in my background. I, I bleed uh, the Portuguese colors. Every, every single day of my life. And uh, it just made more sense for me to go there and introduce traditional Portuguese music like Trailer Trash or you know, Back in Black. One of those dinners I went to years ago, those uh, like the Benficas, I, I'm, I'm trying to just go up what you just said. <laughs> yeah. The, those Benfica dinners and stuff? Yeah. They auctioned off a live goat. It was a live goat. And you know what? That, you could, that was the grand prize, you, wasn't it? You could win, and then they would butcher it for you and then give you the meat. Not there. They wouldn't They wouldn't kill it there. Right. Yeah. They just gave you the sounds of the killing of it there by having the band come on and play Portuguese music because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a goat dying. Oh, I'm, don't, what? don't make me come over there. What? You never heard Portuguese uh, I have heard music? Portuguese music, and I find it to be... <laughs> Sounds like a goat getting murdered. That is traditional music of my of my uh, of my heritage, Steve, and and uh, I find it insulting. That uh, well, I'm sure uh, everybody finds it. Insulting. I, I don't know. That's a great event, and I can't wait to be back at Festa uh, next fall. And I can't wait to host the celebration <laughs> this Saturday night at the Rumbles. We got news next on Rock 102. You. 7:33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. 
Thanks, Dad. Uh, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Well, thanks. Yeah, Bax. Whatever. Uh, Having heard additional stories about your dad yeah, this you, week you, that I've well, never you, heard before. Because you're drinking a, uh, a vodka over there. That's what made me think of it. <laughs> it's 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 a coffee mug. Steve. Cocktails and morning shows. Here we are. Uh, I'm going into a very serious story, and that's why I... All right, I'll uh, shut up. All right, ready? A man uh, shot and killed at least 16 people at a restaurant in a bowling alley in Lewiston, Maine on Wednesday, and then fled into the night, sparking a massive search by hundreds of officers while frightened residents stayed locked in their homes. A police bulletin identified 40-year-old Robert Card as a person of interest in the attack that sent panicked bowlers scrambling behind pins when shots rang out around 7 p.m. Card was described as a firearms instructor believed to be in the Army Reserve and assigned to a training facility in Saco, Maine. The document circulated to law enforcement officials said Card had been committed to a mental health facility for two weeks in the summer of 2023. It did not provide details about his treatment or condition, but to said Card had reported, quote, hearing voices and threatening to shoot things up. It's a good thing they let him out of that facility uh, so soon. No, uh, a telephone it. number listed for mm-hmm. Card in uh, public records was not in service. Lewiston uh, police said in an earlier Facebook post that they were dealing with an active shooter incident at Schmenji's Bar and Grill at the Spare Time Recreation, a bowling alley about four miles away. One bowler, who identified himself only as Brandon, said he heard about ten shots, thinking that at first it was a balloon popping. I was in the grocery store the other day, and somebody, one of the people in the floral department, the balloon blew up. Mm-hmm. And it made you like, you know, uh, obviously you knew right away that it was a balloon. But with all stuff like this going on, I know. like it does, it, it makes you think like, oh, is that something uh, I should be concerned about? It certainly puts you on a heightened sense of alert. That's for sure. Anyway, they're still uh, they're still looking for this guy. This guy is uh, still on the run. Yeah. So um, frightening. Yeah, it is. Uh, a South Hadley man who changed his plea to guilty in a deadly pedestrian accident on Route 10 in East Hampton last year was sentenced yesterday. According to Northwestern DA uh, spokesperson Lori Loisel, 65-year-old Stuart Larkin of South Hadley was sentenced to a year in prison but suspended for five years while he is on probation. This means that Larkin will not serve any jail time as long as he stays out of trouble. This was done by a good person to good people, stated Judge Jacqueline Connolly before announcing the sentencing. Larkin must also perform 200 hours of community service in honor of the victims and their family. Both victims, 81-year-old Edward Hanlon Jr. and 60-year-old Iona Murray, uh, were known to be active volunteers with the Man Free Meals program in Northampton. Larkin pleaded guilty to two counts of negligent motor vehicle homicide and the deaths of Hanlon and Murray. While we understand Mr. Larkin feels badly for the killing of Mr. Hanlon and Ms. Murray and uh, commend him for cooperating with police during the initial stages of the investigation, we cannot ignore the loss felt by the family of the deceased and the loss to the community in general. Uh, Assistant uh, DA Matthew Thomas stated, The killing in this case, as is often in a negligent killing, was of good people by a good person. So this is the outcome they've come with. He didn't yeah. leave the scene of the accident. He right. admitted to wrongdoing, and uh, I don't even know. I don't even know the uh, the details of how it happened. Was it speeding, or Mark Lane's thing, or something like that? Yeah, I don't but know. It, uh, but but you see all the ones that people run away from. You know, th- that's what I'm getting at. It's like at least this one has a somewhat positive outcome to it. As opposed to the one that they never find the hit and run driver. I know, but it's still. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, ladybugs? Did we talk? We talked about ladybugs. We talked about a lot of ladybugs, yes. Uh, raising the fine for illegal dumping. I think we're all out of things to talk about today. Steve, it's only 7.38 in the morning. It's only 7.38? Yeah. Oh, man. I gotta get some stuff ready. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta fill some time here. Well, I'm just, I'm just uh, trying to, trying to find some stuff here. I had a you, you think Lester Holt ever says in the middle of a newscast, he well, should. I'm out of stuff. He absolutely should. We're out of news. I have, you know, this is the thing. I have stuff, but the internet here is such a s- slow crawl that when I try to click on it to bring it up, even if I have it ready, all of a sudden the page starts refreshing. You know, I, I don't know if it's if it's your computer or, or, or what it is, but my internet is moving uh, swiftly. I've been able to look uh, at pictures of Sonia Baghdadi all day long today, and I've had no problem with that. Well, maybe that's why my internet is slow, because you're taking up all the bandwidth, all the bag daddy width over there. That's it. Yeah. Uh, who's your bag daddy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. right. Oh, yeah. Who's your bag daddy? Uh, here's an update uh, from Western Mass News, because 22 wouldn't give you the update on it. A driver has been charged after a crash in front of the Holyoke Police Department. Remember we talked about the crash, but we didn't have any details about it? Yes. Holyoke Police said a vehicle was heading east on Appleton Street around 6.50 Wednesday morning when it struck a light pole and two flagpoles outside the department headquarters. The driver, uh, identified as 30-year-old Brenda Johnson, was arrested on two warrants and motor vehicle charges, including operating under the influence of drugs' third offense, using a motor vehicle without authority, operating with a suspended license, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, and marked lanes violation. Oh, she looks like she's pretty roughed up, too. Uh, Looks like she had a bad night. That's kind of what a mugshot does, though, right? Yeah, I don't know why this is so blurry, why they did it that way. Where are you seeing this one? This is on uh, Western Mass News' website. It's under the story, uh, driver charged after Julio crash. Mm. Uh, yeah, she looks like she's kind of, she might be a little gorked out. Might be, might be. Well, you know, I mean, you gotta, what are you going to do, Steve? I mean, you're, you're, you're having a bad night. Uh, things are happening. You're, all of a sudden, you're, you're forced to take pictures Police noted that they are thankful nobody entering or exiting the police department was hurt and thanked the Holyoke Gas and Electric uh, and Holyoke Department of Public Works for assistance in removing the damaged poles. I can't tell whether she's upset by the arrest or if she looks like she's going to vomit. Yeah, that is a look that you give just before you're about to hurl. You know, like when you, when you, when you feel it like in the back of your throat and you're <laughs> salivating a lot? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the... That's the look. I've made that look myself. You get know, like uh, that dog heave. Yes. <laughs> and then you hear. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it sounds like the beginning of a beatbox. Yeah. But in fact, it's not. <laughs> dogs, and cats, dogs and cats and dogs and cats and dogs and cats and dogs and cats. That's what it sounds like. And all of a sudden, blah. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a nightclub. Yeah, right. Like the song, the sounds of a dog vomiting sound like you're in a nightclub. We can do it. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Dogs and cats and 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 dogs and cats. This is disgusting. Why are we talking? It about is. It? I don't. I don't know why we talked about. It. But but she's got that look. She's got the look. Yes. What is the what is the rest of the lyrics to the song? Uh, I don't know. Are we doing the rock set version? Or we doing the or she's yeah. got the look that kills by Motley Crue? Yeah, no, she, rock set version. Yeah. I know. Uh, nah, 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 nah. Uh, nah, 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 nah. 
I kind of prefer the Motley Crue version. I like the na-na-nas. Each his own. That was the the best part about the, uh, remember the Master Thespian? When he would do the na-na-na-na-na? Yeah. And you'd have to figure out which song it was. And it was want to be in love and touch and squeeze. Yeah, right. But yeah. It, but uh, you couldn't figure it out because there's so many different songs that have that na na thing in it, but only a certain number of na na's make the actual song. That's correct. And Jerry, uh, I'm sorry, the master thespian used to do that so well. Yes, he did. He uh, did. Uh, let's see. Uh, you remember the first time you had a McFlurry from McDonald's and you tried to use the spoon as a straw? Yes. Well, kids will no longer suffer that embarrassment. McDonald's has announced that they're phasing out the McFlurry spoons, not because they're confusing, but because they want to use less plastic. And that's good for the environment. And and charge you more for the McFlurry anyway. Well, that's fine. Uh, McFlurry spoons are large with a hollow handle so they can connect directly to a blender and can be used to mix your McFlurry together. That's why they do it? Yeah. We didn't know that. Going forward, McDonald's says the McFlurry machines will have a reusable spindle that's swapped out and cleaned after each McFlurry is made, and that machine won't work either. <laughs> Just thinking the same thing. Yeah. This is due to break. That will allow them uh, to nix the big spoons and replace them with smaller black spoons that are already handed out with the ice cream sundaes. I got to tell you, McFlurries are delicious. I never, saw that, never thought I'd see the day when the McFlurry spoon would be changed into something else. Well, Steve, that's what gone. progress is all about. It's uh, gone by the way of the dinosaur. Yes. Is now the McFlurry spoon is no longer. Now you got to deal with a regular spoon. You'll, you'll all, the only time you're ever going to find an original McFlurry spoon is in a dumpster or in a landfill somewhere 500 years from now. Archaeologists will be like, oh, somebody had a McFlurry. Yeah. Well, Steve, uh, times change. You know, progress uh, even affects uh, frozen dairy treats. Yes, it does. It's it's amazing what the world has come to. Never thought I'd see the day. Wouldn't mind a McFlurry delivered uh, right here, right now, or uh, even a Wendy's Frosty. I'd be I happy know. to take one of those. I, I don't want ice cream at this time in the morning. It's not ice cream, Steve. It's a frozen dairy treat. Yeah, it's still. It's. I don't want that. I don't want that. Ice cream is good all day long. I want, like, eggs and bacon and sausage and things like that. Listen, hash. I want some hash. That's all delicious. Yeah. I, I, I I do not turn my nose at that. But if someone is uh, delivering delicious frozen dairy treats, I am not going to turn them down. You're, uh, well, it is uh, going to be warm enough today for a frozen dairy treat. High of 76 today for your Pioneer Valley forecast. Tomorrow, high of 77. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751. And Skinner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 76. Could see a spotty shower or two, though, uh, throughout the day. High of uh, 76. Tomorrow, high of 77. It's 54 in downtown Springfield. I didn't really do that quite right. That's all right, Steve. It's uh, it's all, all... I'm not a meteorologist. I'm just meaty. You put the meat in meteorologist. I put the meaty in meteorologist. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Hey, uh, we've been talking about this for a while now. Uh, the Mayflower Marathon is 25 days away from today. It starts on Monday, November 20th at 6 a.m., continues on to Wednesday the 22nd at 10 uh, yesterday, we did uh, a couple of things with the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, some big uh, activities going on there. We'll tell you more about in the upcoming weeks. Uh, we'll be broadcasting for 52 hours at the South End Market at uh, MGM Springfield, just outside the uh, the parking garage. Uh, the goal this year, because this is our 30th 
yes. anniversary yeah, of the so. Mayflower Marathon. Think. No, we've we've got uh, it has now been confirmed. It is thirty. I don't believe you, but go it's ahead. thirty. Thirty years. Thirty. The shirts years. are already printed. It's thirty. Yes, yeah, so that's what we're going with. Uh, but to make this year just a little bit more special than uh, we've had in the past, we are going to fill four trailers worth of non-perishable food for the open pantry. I think you're setting yourself up. Maybe we are, Steve. But, you know, as we uh, said before, one out of five families in the Springfield area is suffering from some level of uh, food insecurity. That's uh, Those are numbers from earlier this year, like in June, not that far away. And the, uh, the shelves of the open pantry now are pretty depleted. So start your collection up now at work or at school, around the neighborhood, at home. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks again to all of our sponsors, uh, including Capital Moving and Storage, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, Affordable Waste Solutions, MGM Springfield, and many, many others. You can get all the details about the Mayflower Marathon at rock102.com. Again, the 30th annual Mayflower Marathon begins on the 20th of November. On yep. Rock 102. And don't forget the comedy show next week. That's right. Come out and start to help us kick it off with the uh, support. All that money goes right to the open pantry as well. So, uh, you know, here as it is, we used to do just this, like, you know, three-day thing or two-and-a-half-day thing. But because the need is so great in this area and people who are suffering from food insecurity, we need to jump on this a lot farther out than we normally do and we need your help to do it and uh yeah. you know what you people always deliver and uh we're always happy about that so come the, on down and see us the problem is so substantial uh that you're dealing with the uh, numbers that were um that are higher than the pandemic at its height right you think about that when nobody was working when nobody was working and everybody was home um so that requires a little bit more of an aggressive approach in trying to raise food and awareness of the Mayflower Marathon. Um, so there's a lot uh, there's a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. We will tell you all about the other events associated with it. Some really cool ones that we'd love to have you uh, be a part of. And it ain't going to cost you a whole hell of a lot. Uh, you know, one can can be a can be a meal for somebody. Yeah, listen, uh, I've, like I said, every time I go to the uh, grocery store, I buy, I buy like four or five extra cans. Put them to the side, and then I'll bring them down when we're ready to uh, start the collecting. You can do the same thing; just a little bit helps. Yeah, everywhere. I like to drop a big uh, a big check. That's yeah. what I like to do. I like to yeah, drop do things that. too. Yeah. It's seven fifty five. Scott Zolak coming up in just a couple minutes on Rock one hundred two. Now, Max's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel Craftsman, Aaron's Plus Battery Powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but. The Boston Celtics are currently enjoying an undefeated season. Granted, they've only played one game so far with 81 left remaining on their regular season schedule, but I have chosen to find blinded optimism wherever I go. And after one game, the Celtics are completely undefeated, putting them in a seven-way tie for the best record in the Eastern Conference. Again, it's early in the season, but this is how I'm choosing to operate. Last night, the Celtics beat the Knicks at the Madison Square Garden, 108-104. to Personally, I would have preferred a wider margin, but undefeated seasons are no simple task. However, you would have to be a pretty cold-hearted bastard not to appreciate the effort that went into beating the Knicks last night. Sure, Jason Tatum, you know, led the team in scoring with 34 points. That's to be expected. But what you might not have predicted was the explosive effort of Chris Tapp Porzingis, who broke the team record for the most points scored in a Boston Celtics debut. Porzingis cranked out 30 points, 8 rebounds, 4 block shots. 
even dropped nine straight points in the fourth quarter, which pretty much sucked the oxygen right out of the entire building. There hasn't been a player that has scored that many points in his Celtics debut since Hall of Famer Dominique Wilkins scored 25 points 29 years ago. I think what I'm trying to tell you is this. The Celtics are a frighteningly good basketball team. Of course, tomorrow night they'll be at home against the Miami Heat, and while I'm sure guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are still smarting from losing to the Heat in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals last year, this is clearly a different team than they were last season. They're currently undefeated. Of course, Miami's undefeated too, but I'm far more impressed by the Celtics' undefeated record because until I'm proven wrong, I find that blinded optimism to be rather comforting and oddly familiar. That's where I prefer to stay until something bad happens, and although I cannot be sure that it will. But hey, and if my yappings was brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, few chainsaws can rival the performance and reliability of a steel chainsaw. That's why when you see professional loggers or arborists or what have you, they're all using the orange and white. They're steel all the way. Get yourself a steel chainsaw right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 77. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, a couple things here. Let me uh, let me just get this out of the way before we get to our very important next segment. Uh, it's time for the keyword to cash. A uh, $1,000 keyword could land you 1000 bucks. Today's keyword is the word loot. That's Loot, as in L-O-O-T. Like, I have $1,000, therefore I don't need to loot storefronts. Uh, go to the Keyword to Cash Contest page on rock102.com. Enter loot for a chance to win $1,000. You'll have until midnight tonight to enter the $1,000 keyword for your chance of winning $1,000. The word is loot, L-O-O-T. Good luck from Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. Now we have some bad news. The bad news is that uh, Scott Zolak is a little under the weather and uh, will not be able to be on the show today. He sounded very under the weather. It didn't sound good. I'm barely holding on. I'm like, so he won't be joining us today. He'll be uh, be with us next week, assuming he uh, recovers from whatever is ailing him all right all well, right well you got to come up with something else now what do you got you got anything well you know i saw this uh this one story that uh that uh that uh apparently absenteeism in schools is like uh it's like at an all-time high really in in like uh, in western massachusetts like for whatever reason there's more kids calling out of school than uh, than ever before huh can't even imagine. Uh, can't even imagine that. Yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't really want to miss school, not because I like school, but after a period of time, you kind of get bored. Well, there's nothing really when you're to sick. Do at home all day long. Well, when I was a kid, we had three television channels, and most of them showed news in the middle of the day, and then soap operas. So then, what the hell was I supposed to do with my time? I want to say, I don't want to be here. I only got three television channels to watch. Yeah. I'd much rather be at school where I can get other people sick. Listen, uh, I used to stay home and watch Days of Our Lives. I did too, but I didn't really get into Days of Our Lives until I was in college. Oh, you didn't? Yes, when uh, absenteeism so, was uh, was uh, all the rage when what? I failed to show up to classes so I can see what was going on between uh, Patch and uh, and Kayla. My mother was a huge fan of that show. 
from like the year after it started when my uh, when my oldest sister was born she started watching that and then uh, watched it throughout the years and until the eventually when she was uh, working uh, you know full time she was a nurse mm-hmm. she uh, she would tape it every day when we got a VCR oh, for yeah. the first time whoa big deal that was a big deal and uh, you couldn't it was it was in the days where you couldn't watch something else while you were taping something. You could, it ha- yeah, you you could had only wa- watch right. what you were taping. So uh, so I would sit there and uh, watch because you couldn't change the channel between uh, between one and two. You had to watch uh, uh, Stefano Demira uh, yeah, bring it's... wreak havoc on the Brady family, and he really did too, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. really did. Mm-hmm. And you knew that him and uh, Victor Kariakis were no uh, doing no big fans uh, of each other. Victor Kariakis, remember uh, Justin uh, Kariakis? I and, do. Uh, and Adrian when they went over to uh, to Europe. I do. Uh, yeah, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Whole, uh, that was a love story summer. It really was. Itself. You know, I, I started to lose interest in the show when the plot lines became uh, implausible. No, 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 no. That's when the show got good. Really? That's when uh, when Carly was locked in the co- the coffin for the entire summer. I I broke my foot, and I and I had to I had to be laid up for like six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I watched that whole thing unravel throughout the summer. They thought she was dead. They put her in a casket in the ground, but she was really alive because that was the thing that uh, Stefano Demira had done to her. See, and, th- they they lost yeah. me the first time that Roman Brady came back to life and was. Uh, had uh, you know extensive plastic surgery and came back as actor Drake Hogestine. Yes, and that, then, at that point I said this: the, no plastic surgery is that good. And then didn't the original Roman come back? The original Roman came yeah. back, and the Roman Brady became another guy. And then the original Roman Brady left. And then there was another Roman Brady. So now you got like four different actors playing Roman Brady, but, but the guy that played. Yeah, you know, the Drake Hogestine yeah. never left because yeah. he was such a good actor. Because he wound up hooking back up with Marlena, right? Isn't Can you blame out? him? Yeah, because the old Roman didn't go back hooking up with her. I know, but if yeah. you had the choice, wouldn't you want to go back and hook up with her? Uh, Deidre Hall was my girl back. Oh, in the I know day. that. And it, know oh, that. and that when she was possessed by the devil. That was another. That was mm. another uh, mm-hmm. summertime fun uh, summer sweeps uh, ratings grab right there. Let me tell you something. Uh, me and my roommates in college all had a big crush on Kayla when she was young. Yeah. And Ooh. I'm not even going to tell you the kind of stuff that we would say while she would uh, you know, burst on screen with her all of that beauty in oh, one she package. Was, she was beautiful. She was And then what about stunning. Jack and Jennifer? Jennifer was a beautiful young lady, too. Oh, I, I agree with that, but I thought Jack was kind of an, uh, like a, a little over the top now, the, in his acting chops. Jack and Jennifer had, yeah, but they had good chemistry together. They were... Uh, sure. Yeah. Of course, you know, and it was funny. There was uh, there were some funny scenes, and uh, they left some of the, uh, you know, the the um, what do they call those? The mishaps. What do you, what do you call that when you the mis- movie mistakes? Oh, uh, the bloopers. The bloopers. They yeah. would leave the bloopers in the show because they were just so good together. Yeah, they were good together. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But uh, you know, when it came to like you know missing school, yeah. Yeah, you know, when I was like a oh, we're like still a, talking about that. I've nine, ten years old. I, I didn't real. I wasn't into the plot lines like I would become later on. And then you know, as as time went on, I kind of kind of went out of uh, days of our lives. And then I went on to Young and the Restless, which I thought was another uh, uh, quality soap opera serial program. Nope, I only stuck with days. I never, really, I never, never got never, never got never, into it. Never went on. Uh, I listen. Another world had a great lead in with Days of Our Lives. 
I'd be switching that channel uh, as quick as I could possibly. Oh, another get world. To. I forgot all about yeah, that. Another one. world. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the uh, the doctors and uh, Ryan's Hope. Yeah. And uh, and a few others. And now now where are they? Those shows. I mean, you know, Days of Our Lives are still on. Younger the Restless is on. Those are the only two. But those are the only two. It's only uh, everything's been replaced by your like reality TV or uh, or what have you. It's just not daytime television. Stinks. Really? Is that how you feel about? It? You know what? what are you talking about the Drew Barrymore shows on every day. Yeah, you're right. I, oh, I I take that back. Yeah. That and uh, that and the View and talk. Yeah, that's on every day. And, and the Chew or what whatever the other uh, shows are. What about that judge that uh, it's like divorce court and they bring the two people in there and then they uh, and then you, you they air all their dirty laundry to everybody on TV. Yeah. Well, I again, the judge makes a uh, snap sweeping generalizations about who the man is. I'd much rather see Roman Brady come back after a whole bunch of extensive plastic surgery. I would, too. Yeah, that's, that's more interesting. Ever like uh, get your car serviced? Yeah, and the only thing to do is to watch the TV that they have in the in the uh, in that that waiting area while your car is getting worked on, and all they're showing are like you know hot bench or hot uh, bench. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah, of. hot bench or or uh, or the view, and you realize, oh my god, this this is insipid, horrible television. I would much prefer to know what uh, you know Stefano Demir is up to now. He's dead. Okay, but he like could come back after extensive plastic mm, surgery well, I guess, and, and wreak havoc. Yeah, I guess you could replace him with somebody else and saying this is definite. But the man himself, the actor, is dead, so it's not like you can bring him back. Yeah, but but when you're waiting around for like two hours for your car to get serviced, it's what you it's what you desire. It's it, it's it's what you need. You don't need a hot bench. Or, you know, like uh, old reruns of Maury Povich. Those are pretty good, though. It's always the same. You are not the father. You are the father. Well, you know what? Can we do, can we do something other than a DNA test? One of my, it's so gauche. One of my favorite videos that surfaces around Christmas time every year is the... It's a comedy video meant to set up to look like the Maury show. Yeah. But it's Joseph and Mary sitting there. <laughs> And he, and he says, Joseph, you are not the father. And then Joseph gets up and goes, yeah, I told you. I told you. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's the best parody yeah. you can come up with. But I've never been with any any other man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, your savior came and got you pregnant. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Listen, we've all heard that, that baloney. Yeah. Virgin Mary in the uh, Virgin Mary, what is it? Uh, Virgin Mary in the streets, Mary Magdalene in the sheets. <laughs> that's 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 offensive, Steve. Is it really? <clears throat> well, not for me, but for somebody, it probably is. Oh, look at you know what? Uh, we were blessed by not having Scott Zolak on. We got to talk about our one of our favorite daytime TV shows. We would never have had this conversation if Scott Zolak were yapping on, going on and on about the Patriots. I, w- I was uh, I was I was the youngest of five kids, and my mom would work at night and then come home and sleep, and because somebody would need to watch me while everybody else was at school and mm-hmm. work and stuff. And uh, she would fall asleep, and I would just sit there and watch. I would watch uh, Days of Our Lives. Yep. Uh, I was only like four or five years old. Days of Our <laughs> Lives, uh, I think it was, was it Gary? 
Who was the guy that had the daytime talk show? Gary Hart? It wasn't Gary Hart. The, was, the, the, uh, Gary? Gary? Yeah, what was his name? He had uh, sandy uh, hair, and he was uh, uh, Gary. Uh, oh, to, It was oh, like a daytime oh. t- yeah. like talk uh, show. Uh, 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 it wasn't Jesus. Gary Hart. It was Gary. wasn't Gary <sighs> Coleman. It was. Who was it? You know what? I know who you're talking about. Uh, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Gary something. Yeah. He was Why like, am I blanking on that name? I have no idea, but yeah. you, you, can, you, you can see his face. He had that show uh, during the middle of the day. I was like that, but also uh, daytime game shows. I was very good at that. Oh, yeah. Price is Right. We Price, used to watch every day. Price is Right, Joker's Wild, Gambit, uh, you know, Celebrity Sweepstakes. I, I was into all of them. All of them. I always thought the girls in The Price is Right were pretty. It made me, made me tingle, and I didn't know what I was feeling at the time because <laughs> I was so young. And now I know what I'm feeling. Now you know what you're feeling. Yeah, now price, you know. The price is definitely right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Plinko. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Plinko. Yeah. <laughs> I like the putt-putt. Yeah. It's 820 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 826. And Pat Benatar with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Gary Collins. That's, that's who it, it was. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the guy. Everybody's uh, you know, typing in going, I was screaming in my car, but you couldn't hear me. Gary Collins has been uh, dead for, believe it or not, uh, since 2012. Yeah. I forgot about uh, Alan Thicke also being married to Gloria Loring, who was on Days of Our Lives. Right. At one point. And she, uh, isn't she, she's the singer of the Facts of Life theme song, isn't she? Is she? I believe it is Gloria Loring. Huh. Uh, I didn't even know. Facts of Life theme. Uh, theme song. Here we go. Facts of Life theme song. Uh, how come it doesn't say who it is? I thought it was Gloria Loring. I I don't. Uh, well, you know, she started off as a singer. Yeah, Gloria Loring. She uh, she she sang that. Alan Thicke wrote it. He used to write the jingle. He wrote the Different Strokes jingle. He also wrote the Three's Company's theme song. Oh, he did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. He was coming uh, knock on our door. He was quite the talented uh, jingle writer. Listen, uh, unlike his son, he never had to go uh, steal music from Marvin Gaye. Well, you know, Bax, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. No, nah, that's true. Might be right for you. Maybe. Might not be right for some. Well, the man is born. He's a man of means. And then along come two. You got, got nothing, nothing but, but the genes. They, they got, got different strokes. They got different strokes. They got different strokes to move the world. I missed that. That's a great show. Great, great show. Yeah, Gloria Loring married to Alan Thicke mm-hmm. until 1986. Yeah, and then she dropped his ass. Yeah, well, I He's guess He's like, this so. guy ain't going anywhere. The best he can do is the theme song to Three's Company. I think he uh, he wrote, I mean, he was on Growing Pains, but I think he wrote that theme song, too. He had a lot of talent. He yeah. really, truly did. He also turned uh, Kirk Cameron into a <clears throat> evangelist. No, I don't think that he was, he was responsible for that. I don't think he would even take credit for it if he did. Well, he was, uh, he was the, uh, the bad kid on the show. Alan Thick turned him around. Yeah, he was a bad seat, all right. Introduced him to the Mormons. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's true. Hey, uh, Rock 102, uh, and uh, go to rock102.com. You can sign up for your chance to win uh, tickets to go see New England versus Washington on uh, October. Uh, what is the date of that? Uh, actually, we're going to choose to be a winner on October 30th. 
Uh, it's all brought to you by Acapop. Again, go to rock102.com to find out how you can uh, win those tickets. Uh, yes. All right. There you go. There you have it. There oh, yeah. You- it's Sunday, November 5th. Well, there you go. It's right around the corner. Uh-huh. There you go. We got uh-huh. news. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. 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 Sure. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. News is next on Rock 102. Get checking that checks all the boxes for free. Unlock your potential with the Bank ESP Get Real Checking account. Free of monthly fees, free mobile banking, and all deposits insured. There's even a cash bonus available. Conditions apply. That's better than free. That's a bonus. Visit bankesp.com or your local branch to open an account today. Check for each. 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, police departments in Connecticut are on guard after a mass shooting incident in Lewiston, Maine. Uh, Andrew Scoggin County Sheriff's uh, Office showed photos of a person of interest who identified as 40-year-old Robert Card. The shooting left more than... A dozen people dead and dozens more injured after the shooting Wednesday. Card's vehicle was located a few miles away in Lisbon, Maine. Uh, communities in the area were ordered to lock down. Authorities said he was still on the run as of Thursday morning. While there was no direct threat to the public in Connecticut or anywhere else, uh, police departments monitored the situation. you got to imagine, uh, just because he left his car somewhere doesn't mean he's not in another car somewhere. That's true, but, how, you, but you go with what the you you go with the information that you have, and they haven't uh, they haven't uh, had any indication of where he might be, but he's still on the run. And you know what? Not only is this guy on the run, but that guy from Gardner who was accused of killing his wife is also still on the run. They found his car in the woods yesterday by right. a hunter, or I think it was Sunday. They found a, a car there. Uh, a lot of people on the run right now. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, let's see. Where were we going with this? I was going somewhere with this. Why do I always do? I don't know, Steve. Oh, really hey, uh, with, with mail theft and postal carrier robberies up, law enforcement officials have more, made more than 600 arrests since May in a crackdown launched to address crime that includes carriers being accosted at gunpoint for their antiquated universal keys, the Postal Service announced on Wednesday. Criminals are both stealing mail and targeting characters' so-called arrow keys to get access to mailboxes. We will continue to turn up the pressure and put potential perpetrators on notice. If you're attacking postal employees, if you steal the mail or commit other postal crimes, postal inspectors will bring you to justice. Oh, yeah, you talk to the president of the post office, Wilford Brimley. (laughs) Chief Postal Inspector Gary Barksdale told reporters on Wednesday, the Postal Service announcement on Wednesday came against a backdrop of rallies by the National Association of Letter Carriers. Well, those meetings must be... Wild. Oh, yeah. Those conventions. Are you kidding me? Calling for uh, better protection of carriers and harsh punishment for criminals who rob them. They've been held across the country in recent months, including one Tuesday in Denver and another Wednesday in Houston. Postal carriers have to keep their head on a swivel. Oh, like a mailbox. To prevent it from well, being knocked you know, over by a snowplow. 90% of what I get in the mail is garbage. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, mailers, uh, you know, you know uh, junk mail. I'm still, uh, I, I, I have a P.O. box that I get my mail delivered to. Yeah. And I, and I usually let it go for like a week or two because, like you just said, there's really nothing but junk in there. Most of my bills are done electronically and online. Yeah. So I don't really need to get correspondence correspondence from anybody 
Listen, um, I, 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 I can't tell you the last time I received a handwritten note. I can't believe in the mail that political people still send out those giant mailers, like they're like the side. They're bigger than a magazine with the candidate's picture on it, telling you why you should vote for them. Well, I, I, I'm going to throw it right in the trash. I don't yeah. care about what's on this piece of paper. You just wasted a bunch of paper, and I'm putting it in the recycling bin in the lobby of the post office. I mean, the four-color printing that it takes to send those things out, plus the bulk mail cost uh, yeah. for postage, I mean, those are those are big expenses. You know, And you would like to think that uh, you know some mailing pieces might actually work, yeah. but oftentimes uh, they don't. It's all trash. To uh, reduce robberies, the Postal Service is in the process of replacing tens of thousands of postal carriers' universal keys that are sought by criminals seeking to steal mail to commit check fraud, officials said. So far, 6,500 of the keys have been replaced with electronic locks in select cities, and another 42,500 are said to be deployed. The Postal Service has declined to say how many of the arrow keys are in service. Mm. Yeah, that was probably a good idea in the beginning going, hey, look, even if uh, Joe, the mail carrier, is sick today, Bobby, the mail carrier, can pick up the uh, route without having to borrow his keys or whatever to get into that mailbox on his route. Sure. But now you run into a problem like this. All the criminals want the keys to the inside the mailboxes, and uh, probably not a good idea to have them all the same. No, probably not. Shouldn't be one thing that opens up everything, like a skeleton key. For an I, arrow key. I uh, I think they, they've changed it since, but I still have old railroad switch keys. You do? Yeah, I could go and, oh, well, probably not now, but uh, years ago, you could go, they, they were all universal. They didn't ask for those keys back when you left? They don't even know that they gave them out. Well, now they do. Well, I'm, we, we, the railroad police showing up at my door asking for the key back? They might. The rail police? Yeah. They're probably out there looking for old keys, shaking people down. Train cops. They're out there, Steve. They are out there. Yeah. If you start, uh, like, for example, trespassing on on the rails, well, you know what? That's a crime. They are real police officers. They go through the same training that every other police officer goes through. They just happen to work for one entity rather than the state. But they have jurisdiction. They, They see you doing something stupid. They can pull you over. Be illegal. Yeah, I don't want to take that risk. Still certified. I don't want to take that risk because I don't want to commit a crime. And then secondly, I don't want everyone to know I've been arrested by the train police. Yeah, that would be good. That's like getting arrested by the, by the fish police, too. Like, the, Do you want everybody to know that? I see that guy driving around in his little pickup truck, you know? Listen, if, if I'm going to get arrested, I want to get arrested for something that's cool. I don't want to get something arrested for something that's going to make me look like a dork. Yeah, if you get arrested by the uh, by the fish police, do they tie you to the roof of that truck? They nail you to a board, and yeah. then you press a button, and you sing, uh, take me to the river. Oh, like you're like you're uh, like, like the Billy mouth, Bass. Big mouth Billy Bass. That's it. Yeah. What was the other thing that it sang? It sang, take me to the river, and then there was something else that it took me was a splish splash. I was taking a bath. Something like that. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Man, those things. I'd rather be singing an Al Green song if I'm nailed to a board. We don't really see a whole lot of those anymore. Those novelty items like that, like the talking fish, or the. Uh, remember we interviewed the guy years ago, Jingle Boobs. Yes. And, what happened uh, to that guy? I don't know. And it was a it was a thing that would sing a song. The the boobs that it was a like a bust of a bust. It was a bust bust. Yeah. And, and the, the the boobs would move within the shirt, and then it would have a song to go along with it. 
and I can't even say it. It was like boobies and beer. I won't say the what the what the real name was. Oh, the uh, the uh, the uh, Frank Zappa song. Yeah, yeah, boobies and beer, and uh, that guy probably made a million bucks off those things. Now where is he? I don't know, but where are all those? Thi- where are all those things? Do you think they're still hanging in some guy's garage, or have those men all passed away now, and they're just gonna you're gonna find them at a tag sale on a weekend? I always like those uh, those novelty things. Like you ever see that thing where uh, it's like a it's a, like a little doll, right? It's and it's uh, it's like a monk. Yeah, and he's got like the uh, he's got the cassock around, and if you press his head. Uh, his penis comes out. You ever see that yeah, one? I've yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, I love that one. That's, that uh, makes me laugh. The flasher, I think it was called. I it? think you could fill it with water. Yeah, and you 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 pump the head, and then all of a sudden, things happen. That's elaborate. It is very elaborate, but you can't say that's not a great gag. My uh, my mom used to have a lot of those little like. Uh, push the button kind of thing it, it one of them was the tarot reader oh yeah it looked like you're it was like one of those booths yeah yeah like a zoltar machine but it mm-hmm. was a little the little uh palm reader inside and if you push the button it would say it's in the cards and then you push it again it says it's not in the cards and that was it that and was it well you asked it a question Eh, that's a little unsatisfying. Yeah, I even did it, uh, and I said, uh, you know, uh, what do you think the? How do you? Or let's see, I I had to word this the right way, because I said, do you think the back Stephen Dave show will be a success? And she goes, it's not in the cards. <laughs> well, and then she says, but I do have a buddy who's into pregnant <laughs> chicks. <laughs> If he's ever interested. Yeah. He's yeah. suddenly gone from Zoltar to now <laughs> yeah. Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. By the way, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> An Alaska Airlines pilot who attempted to shut down the engines of a passenger plane is pleaded not guilty to several federal charges. The U.S. Attorney's Office, uh, District of Oregon, announced Tuesday that an off-duty pilot, Joseph David Emerson, 44, of Pleasant Hill, California, was charged in federal court with interference with flight crew members in attendance. Authorities said Emerson was taken into custody following the disturbance on the Horizon Airlines flight heading from San Francisco to Everett. The flight was diverted and landed in Portland around 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. Emerson was reportedly riding in the cockpit's jump seat when he attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines, according to Alaska Airlines. Pilots occasionally ride in a cockpit jump seat when traveling in an official capacity or commuting to another airport. Well, I'm sure that policy is going to be changed now. Mm-hmm. According to the DA's office, between Astoria and Portland, Emerson attempted to grab and pull two red fire handles that would have activated the plane's emergency fire suppression system and cut off fuel to the engines. A brief struggle followed, which saw Emerson leave the cockpit. Flight attendants were then able to control, uh, get control of Emerson and restrain him in a seat in the back of the aircraft. Court documents say that while Emerson was walking to the back of the plane, he said to the flight attendant, you need to cuff me right now or it's going to be bad. That's a bad day at work, dude. That's a real bad day. We've all had bad days at work. That's yeah. a really bad day at work. According to the DA's office, during the flight's descent, a restrained Emerson tried to grab the handle of the emergency exit but was stopped by a flight attendant. According to court documents, Emerson told invest- investigators he was on psychedelic mushroom mushrooms for the very first time. Uh, that was probably a mistake. 
Um, You've been up for 40 hours. You haven't had much sleep. I'm sure you've heard positive things about how mushrooms can help your depression and stress level. But that's not meant to be taken hours before you need to be on your shift to fly another plane somewhere. Have you ever been up for an extended period of time, like more than 24 hours, like you pulled an all-nighter in college or something? Yeah, well, even, even for example, we're not even up all night sometimes, but even at the Mayflower Marathon, we get punchy and we get, you know... Yeah, and your decision-making process uh, is severely affected. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's ever listened to the Mayflower Marathon, like around 8 o'clock at night... Can clearly tell we're not operating on a full deck. No, we're any a, of us. We're, a, we're mumbling mode. We're like we're like uh, blithering idiots. But if you're piloting a plane with uh, with no rest, then I can see where someone said, "Hey, you know what you need, uh, Captain? You need a whole bag of mushrooms. Yeah, you need a bag of shrooms to get you through this." And because you know, under normal circumstances, if he had a full you know, eight to ten hours of sleep. He wouldn't have made the decision to take the mushrooms. But because he's been up for 40 hours, he's like saying, you know what? Taking mushrooms seems like a capital idea. Yeah, no, that's not a good idea to do that. You shouldn't be making any decisions uh, if you haven't slept in 24 hours. 40 hours, you should make no decisions whatsoever. No. Uh, it's I can't even decide whether or not I should take an aspirin at the 40 hours of lack of sleep, let alone whether or not I should be taking mushrooms. Right. LSD is the drug to take for that anyway. Come Listen, on. I, I mean, like, really, you're going to take drugs. Like. I've seen people do some pretty crazy things when they're sleep deprived. And I just think that this is uh, part and parcel Listen, of the whole issue. You can take uh, cocaine, uh, MDMA, mm-hmm. uh, angel dust. Isn't that what MDMA is? I guess so, uh, yeah. Whatever. You can take any number of drugs, but once you pop those mushrooms, that's ain't it, no man. going back. When the walls of the. F- when the walls of the cockpit are breathing, yeah, it might be a, t- a good time to uh, leave it in the hands of the co-pilot. Yeah, when the nose of the plane smiles at you and says, where do you want to go today? When the mountains down below say, come, come. Let, let me embrace yes, you with my let, mountainous arms. Let me hug the big Tylenol in the sky. That's a good time to surrender the yeah. plane to the co-pilot. Yeah. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 77. It's 54 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 and Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Sunny today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, 77. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, you're going to have to indulge me here for a second because i got a couple of things I want to get into, okay? First of all, I want to tell you that the uh, the next couple of days on Baxi's musical podcast, yeah, pretty damn exciting. Uh, this week, I've been talking to uh, drumming legend uh, Simon Phillips, who has played with everybody from The Who to Jeff Beck to Toto to David Gilmore to Peter Gabriel. It's a great interview. You can check that out all week. Today, I just posted an interview with Danny Martin from the band Wicked. Uh, Wicked is going to be at the Salem Waterfront Hotel on Saturday. Their next album, uh, their second album, Sunburn, comes out next week. It's actually really, really cool. Great party going on in the uh, the town of Salem, which, you know, if you're going to be getting ready for Halloween, uh, Salem, Massachusetts is, I believe, ground zero, right? I never heard of that place before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually a... Uh, 
a very beautiful upscale neighborhood that was uh, stained by uh, convicting 30 people of witchcraft back in the 1690s. Oh, I thought Salem was where Victor Kyriakos was from and the Brady family like we were talking about earlier in the hour. Uh, no, no, but uh, you're you're very, very close. I don't know if it's the same Salem, but well, they anyway. Dock there. Yeah, well, I guess. Waterfront. Uh, next week, it is my 200th episode of Baxi's Musical Podcast. I'm very excited about this one. Thomas Walsh, formerly of the band Pugwash, is literally one of the great songwriters alive. He's from Ireland. He's got a brand new record that comes out tomorrow called The Rest is History. Uh, this is a guy who has been lauded by the likes of Brian Wilson, Ray Davies of the Kinks, uh, Jeff Lynn of, uh, of ELO. I mean, the guy is just absolutely astounding. And this next record, he's getting help from the likes of uh, Chris Penn, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Absolutely unbelievable. And that is coming up on Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. All right. Before you go into the other thing, yeah. you mentioned that uh, Marty Caproni is going to be headlining Loft Comedy Club tomorrow night in Chicopee. Tomorrow night he's going to be he's headlining? Be headlining the club in Chicopee tomorrow night. Yeah. Tonight he's got a show. I Well... By the way, that $20 show is still available to go to tonight, tonight. Uh, for 20 bucks dinner and a right. show. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. No, I had no uh, idea he's going to. He, he's going to be uh, out in Lennox tonight. No, oh, okay. But, but tomorrow, he'll be headlining over at Loft, so you should go see him. Oh. You want to see, you wanna see uh, how funny the guy is, uh, you go go watch him. Well, there you go. All right, now finally, let me yes, uh, give. Yes. Uh, let me do something that people really care about. Uh, Whoa! Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I didn't want to talk I, about my podcast you, all day. I care about that. Uh, it is a Thunderbird Thursday today, and we happen to have a four-pack of tickets uh, on the ice for Saturday's game against Providence. The uh, The prize package includes four hats, four koozies, four stickers, and a Thunderbird's drawstring bag in which you can put all of that stuff inside. Damn! I know. How cool does that sound? That sounds really cool. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021 wins all that stuff from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Good luck. On Rock 102.